Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome along to... Crack it. Wednesday already. I didn't think we'd make it through to Wednesday. I thought we were all going to be washed away after yesterday. Uh, I've, I've discovered something fascinating, which I'll tell you about after news, because I couldn't quite work it out in my mind. I was going on the train yesterday, and I thought, ah, oh, that's why they're always in the papers together. That's why they're always in the paper. And, of course, Michael Jackson, the funeral... The 20-minute gap at the beginning, which seemed like a never-ending wait. And was I correct in thinking that Michael Jackson wanted his body frozen? He wanted cryonics? I'm sure he paid for that. Perhaps he'd get his money back. Uh, thanks to Bill, he's back tomorrow. <laughs> Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome along to... Uh, well, so far it's dry, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't think that was too much to worry about. I think rain is forecast for a little bit later. By golly, did it chuck it down yesterday? It... I've never seen rain like it. One minute I'm th- I was there. Luckily, I'd followed the LBC advice and I'd taken my umbrella. And well, by the way, if this noise in the background gets a bit too much, you just text in and go, we can really hear it. Because I can hear it, but I'm not sure how much you can hear at home. And what it is, it's the air conditioning unit. As you know, it's been explained to you about three million times. But the difference is that because Bill broadcasts from the other studio... He's in, he's in what I loosely call the control room, and I'm actually in the studio. The air conditioning unit outside, which is the size of a small grand piano. I mean, it's... it's it, we're going to say it's about the size of a small John Cushing. <laughs> Two small John Cushings, actually. It's, it's, it's quite large, and, and it, it is quite noisy. But if, if it does become intrusive, let me know, and I'll sit here and sweat for you. And uh, we'll, we'll close the door and we'll put the little fan on instead. But it's only because it keeps it down because they've had to turn the air conditioning off to repair it later. OK. Just in case you're going, oh, what, is that funny noise? I think I've got tinnitus, Steve. No, you haven't. But yesterday, so it started raining a little bit and there was a few little spots. And, oh, I must just quickly go and get this done. And um, I, I was, what was I doing yesterday? I was buying pillows the other day. And, uh, so I kept, and then all of a sudden, the heavens opened... Like it was a monsoon. It drenched everything. It just came down. In fact, the last time I saw it like that... It must be global warming, mustn't it? It must be global warming. Because I remember uh, Marks and Spencer's flooded. Can you imagine how depressed I was? Because the water was coming so... It rained so heavily. I can't remember when it was exactly now. It must have been within about a year or something. And it was coming down Twickenham High Street like a river. I've never seen anything like it. I've really never seen that much water. It flooded down. Absolutely flooded down. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Bev's been fiddling around with the uh, the aerial, <laughs> the old transistor. Blimey, I don't think anybody had transistor radios now. Uh, I've, I've got a confession to make, because I suddenly remembered yesterday why I've been mentioning these two people every day, and I couldn't imagine why, in their right minds, they were hanging around with each other. And then I suddenly, the penny dropped. A little bit stupid. I did watch the Michael Jackson. I did watch Smokey Robinson. And I thought the speech was very good. And then we sat there at the end, and, and we waited for 20 minutes before the next thing happened. And I think it was supposed to be Mariah Carey. Now, to be honest with you, I lost the will during that bit, and I thought, oh, I've got to start the blooming thing. And I was, I was listening to the coverage on the radio, and then I was watching the television to make sure I got everything. And, uh, and I, I, I suddenly thought that they shouldn't, you know, perhaps somebody had had a strop backstage, perhaps somebody had said to Mariah Carey, can you come on? Now, they've been waiting 20 minutes, love. Get out there. But I've got no idea until we get the backstage gossip, which no doubt we will get at some point. Um, And I didn't think it was right 
that Michael Jackson's children were up on stage. I really didn't. I thought that was, uh, that was very bad form. I didn't think it was right, and all the experts are with me, I'm afraid, on it. You don't make an 11-year-old stand up there, and they, they pushed her to make a speech. She's 11. Just remember she's 11. I know kids go to funerals, but not in front of 20,000 people and the whole atmosphere. Very emotional for her, and she could be traumatised for the rest of her life. Apart from the fact, the other thing I found very odd is there she was surrounded by an entire black family and they were the only white kids there. <laughs> it just looked particularly peculiar. Particularly peculiar. But uh, I think it was very well done. It was a little bit thrown together. I was half expecting when they wheeled him in the, the lid to be open. I seriously thought they were going to open that. I thought, well, don't open it for God's sake. Not with the children here. Uh, but they did it, if you remember, for James Brown, so I saw no reason why they couldn't have done it for Michael Jackson. But it's even, it's even louder when you open the door. It's like being in a factory. It's like a woodworking factory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, coffee machine's working. It's supposed to be that frothy. You've been having one of your funny turns on the way down the corridor. 84850, Steve at LBC. Listen, you can hear it. It's like an industrial unit out there. It's fantastic. 84850, Steve at LBC.co.uk. Uh, one here that says, I watched the Michael Jackson memorial service. I thought it was a moving tribute to such an iconic legend. Couldn't help feel but really sad when his daughter Paris broke down. I mean, she's 11. She's 11 years old. All the experts have said, you know, we, we, we've taken children to funerals before. You don't get them to stand up and make a speech, for goodness sake. I mean, it's just, uh, just terrible, I think. Uh, very moving, says Noreen. I was asleep for most of yesterday's show. You mentioned holidays when you worked uh, for the post office... Uh, we both worked at the post office all our lives, and yes, you had to book your holidays ages before. No way could you have anything but Monday to Saturday. In the olden days, lots of holidays went midweek. That was out. No way. And if you went sick before your holidays, heavens above, that was a dreadful sin. I agree. No, I didn't work for the post office. But I was talking to somebody who did work for the post office the other day, because I couldn't believe that you had to book your holiday so far in advance. <laughs> and, um, but people do. I mean, we have to book, I think, a month in advance, and if somebody else has taken that time off, it's... Uh, it's, uh, it's a little bit difficult. Uh, one from Lee. It says, personally, I found the memorial a little bit boring. Strange how Elizabeth Taylor, Liza Minnelli, to name but two, were not present. And yet Queen Latifah appeared. To the best of my knowledge, never collaborated with Michael on any projects. Or when the Reverend Al Sharpton went into a speech about African-Americans and how Michael led the path for other black people. Blah, 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 blah. Brooke Shields and Jermaine Jackson both made moving eulogies. And bless her, Paris broke down. She's 11. She shouldn't have been put through that. 11 years old. 11 years old. Uh, Paul in Manchester says, uh, the disbelief when the casket came in and the rendition of Who's Loving You by the kid who'd never done anything before that is we found out he'd been on stage since he could walk and was starring in a West End musical. Michael's daughter Paris being urged to speak up by Janet Jackson. Shades of Gypsy Rose Lee and Baby Jane Hudson. Uh, my sadness came at the end when everyone rolled out on stage more like a finale to the Royal Variety performance. But uh, the exaltation, the Luther King family, Barry Gordy, plus the uh, American senator who reminded us what a legacy Michael Jackson had left. If we're all honest, there aren't many people listening at the moment, I should imagine, who didn't slag Michael Jackson off in one way or another while he was alive. But to see people like Brooke Shields standing there, totally bereft, uh, you know, couldn't fail to make you think about it. I think we were discussing this earlier because uh, I've decided I don't think Michael Jackson ever had sex with anybody. I think he was the world's oldest virgin. I've come to the conclusion. And the reason I've thought about it is because if they didn't use his sperm, or now men are redundant, that'll impress the producer this morning, because now they can create sperm in a, in a laboratory. You don't actually need people anymore for any of this sort of procreation, this messy business. We don't know anything like that, because they can do it all in a laboratory. And yet Michael, strangely enough, didn't use his own. They sort of went to a, a bank, 
apparently there's banks over there, and you just sort of go to it, and you just say, we'll have some of that and some of this and see what turns up. You thought they'd gone to a bank where it sort of came from a black guy, wouldn't you? You thought they'd have worked that one out, but apparently not. Anyway, so, um, so that was that. So I don't think he ever did anything. I think he was the world's oldest virgin. And I think when Brooke Shields said, we were just friends, we're just, you know, people just wanted to make something of it. It's like the conspiracy theory. You know, people saying, oh, it was... A Listen, they've buried him now. He's been buried in forest lawns, very near uh, Walt Disney, very near the bloke who did the voice for Mickey Mouse, very near uh, one half of Laurel and Hardy, and very near his grandmother. So, I mean, he's in good company. Not that it makes the slightest difference, does it? When they say, oh, isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? You're going to be with so-and-so, so and you're going to... No, he's dead. Doesn't make any difference. I thought they did it quite well. I liked all their funeral cars, much better than ours. They all had Rolls-Royce Phantoms over there. Very, very impressive. Very, very impressive. So we have your thoughts on it. 84850stevedlbc.co.uk Mark the Bailiff watched it for about five minutes and then turned over. He said, I think some people just sort of went, what is it? It's just a... Just another memorial service. I seriously thought, though, when they wheeled the coffin out, they were going to open it. I seriously thought it would have come on and they were going to open the, the lid. <coughs> Excuse me. And there, <coughs> there was going to be the, uh, the body of an embalmed Michael Jackson with his uh, full makeup on. Uh, I did mention the other day... I forgot to mention the, uh, the follow-up to it. Do you remember after Trisha complained bitterly at uh, Loose Women and uh, she said that the show was too white and too middle-class... And I said, what a load of old codswallop, because the executive producer, Carl Newton, couldn't be anything less. I mean, you won't find anybody as common or as camp in your entire life. I mean, he grew up on a Leeds council estate, and most of the panel appeared... To, I mean, you've only got to look at Colleen Nolan. You can never call her middle class. You can never call um, Carol McGiffin middle class. You've only got to listen to them. I mean, it is like a gaggle of old witches when they all get going. I mean, there's nobody on there who's middle class. The panel is representative of all sorts of people. And for Tricia to come up with this load of old baloney, even Johnny the other day said, stop playing the race card. And Jane Moore says today, Tricia Goddard has criticised Loose Women for not having a black presenter. She said, I filmed the pilot show and the first two series of the daytime hit and my colleagues were black businesswoman, Tricia Dudu, and actress Nadia Swala, who's of English, Jordanian and Huguenot descent. But they weren't there to represent ethnicity any more than I was there to represent single mums. So I was at the time, I was at the time, or, or Kay Adams was fulfilling the Scottish quota. Colour, race or creed didn't come into it. We were chosen because we had lots of opinions and we had great chemistry, just like the equally successful current lineup, Miss Goddard herself. Enjoyed many years as one of the daytime TV's top stars. Not because she was black, but because she was good at it. Now her time has passed. Suddenly playing the race card seems both self-serving and appropriate. And in fact, strangely enough, Carl Newton uh, used to work with Trisha Goddard. And uh, he said here, having worked with her for a few years and earlier in my career, I'm not used to Trisha making me laugh. But I had a right old chuckle. At her suggestion, Loose Women is produced by the privileged few. The senior production team at Loose Women come from different backgrounds and different regions, including Manchester, York, Norwich, Belfast, Dublin. We never discriminate negatively or positively in terms of race, ethnicity or religion. Trisha, shut your mouth, OK? Don't want any more of this stupidity. Listen, you had your time on television. It was crap, but, you know, a few people liked it. Unfortunately, it's finished. Stop picking on other programmes. It's not very nice. Otherwise, people sort of be, you know, be accusing you of just being one of those people who like, likes to take over television. And, uh, and we've had enough of it. I don't want any more... Oh, blimey, it's noisy. <laughs> it's like working in a strange factory. Oh, blimey, we've got a how low today. Oh, I've got a bog off. 
I've got to bog off. Now, you know what the prize is? Because I think you'll find that Bill already mentioned it's a Cannondale F6 mountain bike. Ooh. It's got front suspension and powerful V-brakes. And by God, you need powerful V-brakes in today's climate. It can be yours, but for every bid you make, and from uh, now until the end of the show, I will give you one bid for free. OK, so it's buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free. Only till 7am. Lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pets that nobody else makes. Auction closes at 6pm today. You text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send that to 88821. So LBC, your bid in pence, 88821. Every second bid you make between now and 7 is free. The bid will cost £1.50. or on my programme, 75p. Plus your standard network rate. Lies close at 6pm today. You must be over 16. Don't forget to go to lbc.co.uk for all terms and conditions. And you must take your free bids by 7 o'clock. So get bidding, because today is a good day. These are the headlines. Quarter past five. Michael Jackson's daughter paid a tearful tribute at his public memorial in Los Angeles last night, telling the star's family, celebrity friends and fans that he was the best father you could ever imagine. Financial products would come with a health warning saying how risky they are under proposals being unveiled by the Treasury today. Chancellor Alistair Darling is to suggest using alerts similar to those already used on cigarettes and fatty food for pensions and mortgages. Postal workers in London are starting three days of strike action in a row over jobs and pay. Mid-union claims of cutbacks to services. And Gordon Brown's in Italy for the summit of leaders of the G8 group of industrialised nations. On the agenda is the global economic crisis, climate change and assistance for Africa. Let's have a check on the uh, roads this morning. It's J. Louise Knight. Thank you very much, Steve. Well, in Marylebone, Seymour Place is closed at the junction with Mar- Morning, everybody. Nice to be... Co- we're rushing about all over the place in here because we've suddenly decided it's too noisy. So we're going to shut the door. we put the fan on instead. And so we'll shut the door and you don't have to suffer with the wind machine outside. You hear it? Unbelievable, isn't it? I love it. We put the fan on. Oh, it's so quiet now that's gone. Yeah, I don't mind. Wherever you fancy it. Wherever you fancy it. No, it's, nice. it's quite nice there, actually. Look at this on. <laughs> no, now it's not facing me. That's it. A little bit round to the left. A bit to the... Oh, that's nice. That's nice. I might have to do an extra button now. God, blimey, it's cold. <laughs> anyway, it is night. You hear how noisy that was and how quiet it goes. All of a sudden, the studio is like this hermetically sealed unit. Actually, it's funny because when Nick Ferrari did his programme the other day, he uh, all of a sudden he lost the papers because obviously they were in the direct line of the fan. And he went, oh, we do. So- oh, they've got. You could hear them flying about all over the place. Anyway, it is nice to be company. Welcome to Wednesday. I did get the tempura pillows, because I've got a special offer in um, the Bentall Centre. Because I went to John Lewis, and they didn't have them. And so I went to the Bentall Centre, and as opposed to £70 a pillow, they were £56, because I had 20% off, so I bought two of them. And the, the lady said to me, served me on the table, well, she was a girl, she said, uh, you know you can't bring them back because they're pillows. I said, oh, Absolutely. I said, do people bring them back? She said, oh, yes, you'd be surprised. I thought, they'd buy a pillow, take it home, use it, and then bring it back. She said, yeah. I said, oh, God, what sort of people are they? Didn't need to tell me twice. 84850, uk. Let's go through some... Let's have a quick... Actually, before we go any further, I'd better check on, uh, on young Hakey's weather this morning. He was the one that mentioned <coughs> that he thought that Michael Jackson had signed up for cryonics. Which is what happens, is when you die, they freeze your, your body, and then they thaw you out later when they've got the medical ability to resuscitate you. 
And I'm sure that over the years, unless it was one of those stories just fed out to us, I'm sure that the Michael Jackson cryonic story had legs, as it were, and people, they had him sleeping, you know, in the oxygen thing, and they, he'd been investigated about it. And uh, you begin to wonder if that was his last will and testament. You know, imagine he's in there going, excuse, hello? I think, actually, we're supposed to, hello? Supposed to be freezing me? You know, none of this, hello? No, quite clearly nobody's listening. Anyway, so the weather for today, mostly cloudy, the odd sunny spell. Have you noticed that? The odd sunny. As opposed to an isolated sunny. It's an odd sunny spell. A few scattered showers this morning and into the afternoon. Temperature similar to yesterday, 21 centigrade. Pollen count is moderate. Tonight, mostly cloudy but dry with light winds. Friday, dry with good sunny spells and quite breezy. Saturday, cloudy. 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 Cloudy with persistent rain. And Sunday, cloudy with light scattered showers for most of the day. So now you know exactly what it's going to be like. Uh, Ray says, uh, I wonder what the Jackson family think of two white kids completely unrelated to Michael Jackson, potentially inheriting everything. Well, they will, won't they? they will. Oh, I wonder whether or not the family will start to take it back off them. That would be interesting. Uh, 84850. Uh, Jeff, I have been... Uh, I have been to the fish shop down in uh, next to Dickens and Jones. It is the best one around there, but it's the only one, actually. Uh, and Bryn says, please be so kind as to wish a very happy birthday to Annie today. I know she'll be listening. Tell her I had a good night's sleep, apart from cramp in his legs. He's had the cramps again, Annie. She said, oh, he says, always as a result of walking miles and miles at Stansted Airport and trains and tubes, but it's OK now. Miss her madly. Love her lots. There you go, Annie. Very happy birthday. I know, it's, and also anniversary. I know, pain, isn't it, really? So he's all right, but, I mean, at Stansted, you do have to walk for miles. In fact, when we got there, I remember thinking, how much further do you have to walk before you can find your luggage? But he'll be back very shortly, so uh, just, just be grateful you weren't here yesterday. You'd have been uh, washed away. 84850, steve at Um Johnny says, Scorpion Steve... That's what we're going to get. Scorpio, one bite and it's over. He said, I did watch a little bit of the concert. I mean, Jackson's memorial service. Two quick points. Does the entire Jackson family have to wear dark shades in church? But the low point was listening to Rabble Rouser and so-called Reverend Mr Al Sharpton. I want to call him something else, but I can't say it. Just Google him. Um, and this concerned preacher man, sickening self-promotion and everything. I knew he'd say you know, spewed out of his mouth to, the, mouth to the gullible. Yes, I'm not a big fan of the Reverend Al Sharpton either, I'm afraid. But you're right, everybody does turn up wearing dark glasses. <laughs> I don't know why. Do you know, it cost the city of Los Angeles two million quid for that yesterday. And they did ask the family, they said, listen, would you like to contribute, seeing as the city's in, in debt at the moment? And as yet, they're waiting for a response from the family. I could quite imagine the answer is, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, I did yesterday, says Angela, what I did for Diana. Took the day out and hid. No papers, no TV, no radio. After that, too horrible to comprehend. I agree, children should not attend. The worst thing about Diana's funeral, having William and Harry there on display. It was not our business to uh, watch. It was true. Actually, I saw Channel 4 yesterday. Was it midday when they had a start naked woman? On the television. Did you miss that one, Gary? Yeah, she was being painted. It's on again today at the same time. No watershed. I mean, she's not moving, but she is stark naked. And she's probably about 50, 55, something like that. <coughs> and I think the day before, they had a fella. And it's... I mean, they didn't show you anything, quite clearly. Um, and and I think it's all to do with, with painting people. Uh, well, I'm assuming that's what it was, because it was so boring, I turned over after a while. <laughs> 
Oh, dear. We always love it when things like that come up on the tape, because you sit there in dis- disbelief. And you sort of, you look at it and you think, am I really seeing somebody naked on the television? The answer is, yes, you are. I don't know why we get so excited. Oh, sorry. That was my fault. I'm, I'm the worst culprit for these sort of things. All the papers carry the same pictures on the front, as you know. Uh, this is of Michael Jackson's children, who look as though they came from Puerto Rican sperm or something like that. Certainly not black, that's a fact. And Blanket, whose hair is way too long for a little boy. And, uh, and the other children there. Paris Jackson, everybody know how much she loved Daddy. And, uh, and it's a shock. It's, I mean, it, it really is traumatic. And all the experts have said that uh, she will not have been ready for this. Even Deirdre Sanders, who does say, you know, mostly the, you know, the right thing all the time. This is absolutely spot on. I firmly believe that children should attend funerals if they want to, but Paris should have been kept to the sidelines. It was her chance to grieve with the rest of the family, not to make a speech to the whole world. Uh, Linda Blair, the child psychologist says to thrust this young girl into the limelight is very traumatic. This is a girl who's been shielded from the media her whole life, and she will be in deep shock at the moment. Apart from thinking, who the hell are these people? You know, I know they're with me, because I think they've been so shielded. I think they only knew Michael. They went out with Michael. He spent practically 24 hours a day with them. They were probably going to be coming over uh, to uh, be with him for the concerts, but here she is on the biggest stage in the world, being pushed into saying things. Not, not really right, I'm afraid. It did look like a meeting of the Mafia at one point, didn't it? Everybody standing there with dark glasses on. And then they made some joke about some rapper there. He says... <coughs> they had some man who was obviously comparing the kind of thing at the concert. And he said, oh, you know, because you're wearing the glove today, normally there'd be a gun in there. And people laughed. And I'm thinking, the trouble is, he's probably serious. He's probably serious. Shaheen did his singing. Uh, Mariah Carey uh, performed as well. Although, strangely, somebody said she didn't turn up at the end. She wasn't on display when they all came out. And then they've got uh, where he's going to be at Forest Lawn. And then they've got uh, the kids at the funeral. I mean, it is very expensive at Forest Lawn. I mean, it's the kind of cemetery you don't keep paying. They dig you up and throw you out again. It's that exclusive over there. Although I did laugh every time I saw the Staples Centre come up. For some reason, I kept thinking it's a bedding centre and the producer thought it was a place you went to to get a photocopy of paper. I don't know why. Just every time I see it, the Staples Centre. 18 black cars, 20 choppers and a world in mourning. And they're still sitting up there at the moment outside HMV. I don't know why they're sitting outside HMV. All very peculiar. Uh, the Austrian ambassador is not amused. I quote from the papers. And he's demanding that people boycott outrageous comedy character Bruno. Uh, the country's top British envoy, Emile Bricks, blasted the cheap gags made about his country by Sasha Baron Cohen's character. His spoof gay fashionista Bruno jokes about Austria's Nazi past and child sex monster Josef Fritzl. In the film, which opens on Friday, Bruno says he wants to be the most famous countryman since Hitler. I have to be honest, I've, I've said before, I'm not a fan of Sasha Baron Cohen. I'm not a fan of Bruno. I think what's terribly tragic is that he's done a stereotypical gay guy. Now, 90% of people who go to see this will think that all poofs are like that. You know, they all mince around, carrying handbags, wearing pink, and going, ooh, like that. A bit like Michael Jackson, actually. It was all a bit strange, wasn't it? But, uh, so I think it's stereotyping. Complete stereotyping. And frankly, I mean, it's, it's a bit naff at the same time. Little bit naff. We've kind of moved on a little bit from this. Well, I thought we had, anyway. Uh, Simon Gregson from Corrie. Rushed hospital yesterday. His uh, fiance went into labour. Do you know, years ago, you'd read a story and they'd go, so-and-so's wife 
uh, was just about to give birth and was rushed into hospital because she was uh, she went into a labour early. No, his fiance is not even married. Not even married. That's why it's so pathetic to watch Mr. and Mrs. Which sadly, as far as television is concerned, is coming back for yet another god awful series. And uh, it's it's not the actual premise of the programme because I used to quite like it with Derek Beatty and the lovely Susan Cuff. It's just the fact that half the people on there aren't even married. It's called Mr. and Mrs. What is it about the title? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Mr. and Mrs., they stick Eamon Holmes and his uh, girlfriend up there. They're not even married. We've had loads of people like that. Here they are. This is their partner. No, this is their current partner. It's ridiculous. Do you know, stories in the paper today, I did yesterday. I can't believe that the boiled egg story has appeared in the sun today. Not only the boiled egg story, but they really must have run out of things to put in the paper. Because they've done the story of Connie Brown... Who, who goes to work in the chippy. 81 years she's worked. She's 101. We did this two days ago. I mean, they're just absolutely running out of stories, I'm afraid. And so what they're doing, they're just sort of... They're just filling up the paper. Bit tedious, isn't it, really? I've noticed as well that there's a jeweller. He was at um, uh, a, uh, a two-day show in Sirencester. OK, so he, he finishes up... He's got jewels. I mean, this has got to be the dumbest man in the world, OK? So he's got half a million quids worth of jewels. He puts them on the back seat of the car. He goes home. He drives home. Halfway home, he goes, I'll just get a sandwich. So he parks in a Tesco car park. He walks inside to buy a £2 sandwich, comes out. Oh, surprise, surprise, what do you reckon? They've broken in and they've nicked his jewels. And surprise, surprise, wait for this one. <coughs> they weren't insured. What a complete idiot. What a complete idiot. So here he is. Poor old Tony says, Tony Scott, he was not insured, he said, a sandwich has cost me my business, my home and everything. I've worked for this over the last 35 years. Well, you're a prat, aren't you? I can't, I mean, I can't help but laugh, Tony. Ha, 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 ha. How stupid are you? Half a million quids worth? Ooh, we have to take a very quick break. LBC 97.3 Actually, I don't know why this morning I put on a long sleeve shirt. I don't do long sleeve shirts. In fact, it's a standing joke. My friend Graham, who thinks if you wear short sleeve shirts, you look like you're an airline pilot. He said long sleeve shirts and then you fold them back. I said, what's the point of buying a long sleeve shirt? And then I knew because I'd read an email at home saying the air conditioning wasn't working this morning. So I thought, in theory, I should have put my string vest on. But I decided against it and I put a long sleeve shirt on. How stupid am I? But there you go. Anyway. Uh, did your hanging basket survive the rain yesterday, says Claire? They did. They did, just about they did, just about. It's all looking a bit feeble at the moment. As I, as I said before, Paul Cooper's mum, who's got, the, you know, the greengrocer, I reckon hers are perfect, because I've just got this feeling hers will be perfect. But I'm telling you, next year, I've just, I don't know what you can put in hanging baskets, because I've decided I don't want fuchsias. They look great when they're small, but once they start getting big, they drop these blooming petals. I spend most of my life picking up petals, driving me crackers. Driving me crackers. But there you go. One, one little thing sent to try you. Uh, Helen says, I was an avid listener in London. Now I'm in Los Angeles. And I did watch the event on TV. Not sure what I can call it. I thought it was well produced, but I thought Stevie Wonder went on a bit too long. I was fascinated. There were only two white performers, Brooke Shields and John Mayer. So much for one world. Yes. Well, what I keep thinking now, the strange thing is, and I'm looking at the pictures on the front of all the papers, and they're roughly the same. It's the kids. Um, they're now the richest kids in the world. It's exactly the same when uh, Aristotle Onassis died and Christina Onassis inherited, like, the lot. And it was... I forget how many billions it was. It was a serious amount of money, a serious amount of money. And then when, when she died, 
Uh, and it was then her, her daughter, whose name I can't remember, actually, but uh, Athena or something, something like that. And then she inherits the whole lot, so she becomes rich, rich, rich. Michael Jackson's children are phenomenally rich, because by the time all this money has started coming in and we've cleared up the debts, and believe you me, there are huge debts, you know, they're going to be very, very rich children. <coughs> We'd just love to know who their mother was, wouldn't we? It's the kind of thing. Uh, Richard in Horsham. Morning, Richard. As soon as I heard the statement by Tricia Goddard referencing uh, to not too many black women on the Loose Women panel, my immediate thoughts were she was angling for work now that her Channel 5 programme had been hit by the recession. It's so unfortunate that a woman who's enjoyed great television success in the past has to stoop so low with an attempt to draw the race card. I'm 100% with you on this one. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. I just think it's, it's unnecessary. It doesn't matter. You don't have to have, you know, a quotient of Chinese. You know, I haven't seen many lesbian women on the panel. I haven't seen, you know, many Puerto Ricans. I haven't seen, you know, you know loads and loads of people aren't on the panel. I think that they give a, a very accurate representation. What they're looking for, though, they're not interested in colour. They're not interested in ethnicity, as Carl says. What they're looking for is to do a programme. You know, it wouldn't make any difference, believe you me, as to who was doing this programme, as long, this one here that you're listening to, as long as it was entertaining. You couldn't care less whether I've got one leg, I'm black with pink spots, or I'm bald, middle-aged, you know, chunky, but desperately attractive. Uh, it wouldn't make any difference, does it? Because you don't really care. I've listened to other radio stations where they've got people who are doing black shows and they turn out to be white. Couldn't quite get me ever. <laughs> around that one at all. 84850 uk. Actually, something else I need help with. Oh, two things, actually. No, there's only one thing. Um, they were saying the other day that it's going to be Holly Willoughby replacing Fern on This Morning. And there's two things about This Morning. First of all, I think Holly Willoughby would be completely the wrong person. She's a bit too giggly. She's a bit too fluffy. You want somebody who can do serious journalistic skills, and I don't think Holly Willoughby is anywhere near that. And the other thing I, was, I couldn't work out is, which programme is her husband executive producer of? It's not This Morning by any chance, is it? I can't remember which programme he's executive producer of. Interesting. We shall find out on the... Pro I know he does, you know, she first met him when he was executive producer. Always a good thing, that, you know, like marrying your hairdresser, isn't it? Uh, 84850. No, there was no David Guest uh, or Yuri Geller doing the eulogy yesterday, they didn't feature at all because they weren't invited. And yet, strangely enough, they had enough people to fill 18 cars. <coughs> Excuse me for the Michael Jackson tribute show yesterday. Um, and then somebody, I think, had written to Bill Buckley saying, oh, well, that's all over now, it's the last we'll hear of him. Oh, you're joking, of course. This will run for years. This will run for years. It's Michael Jackson. It's not... It's because he was only young. It's, it's, that's why it's even more traumatic. And also, the music that he's uh, provided has kept radio stations going for donkey's years. Donkey's years. If Michael Jackson had left instructions for his body to be frozen, the family are not going to announce it for obvious reasons. Uh, yes. Um, she was forced to make a speech, I'm afraid. She was. She was pushed, fo pushed forward by Janet Jackson. So uh, either you didn't watch the same programme or you're just a complete idiot. And uh, which one of Michael Jackson's children did he hang from the balcony? Which one was that one? Was that the younger? Was that Blanket who he hung over? I mean, not exactly the, uh, the best thing he ever could have done, I'm afraid. Uh, Steve, I listened to the coverage of Michael Jackson's funeral on LBC. While some of it was quite heartfelt, Brooke Shields and the other Jacksons, the rest was just tacky cabaret for everybody to get in on. Worst part of the Jackson Memorial, says uh, Cathy, was uh, Stevie Wonder. God, what a bore. He did go on a bit, didn't he? And uh, James reckons that Trisha Goddard is a female version of Gordon Brown. 
Well, it's interesting. Um, another one here. Uh, how do we know if Michael Jackson was inside the coffin? I think because they'd actually... Uh, I think they'd he'd come from the mortuary, I think, and also the uh, funeral service. Doug in Loughton says, love the intuition aftershave. And so you should. It is the best aftershave. Is, there are all these other aftershaves, aren't there? And I used to, a long, long time ago, do the same as most people. You'd have a, you know, the side of your... I was going to say wardrobe. It's not. It's a sideboard. Uh, <coughs> it's not even that. It's a chest of drawers, actually, which generally got a mirror on. And then you've got your aftershaves laid out, you know, Brute, High Karate, Cool Ross, Old Spice, Mark of a Man, and all this other stuff. And now I don't have any of that. I've just got one bottle. And strange enough, I keep it in the bathroom. Why? Because it's cooler in the bathroom. Don't ever have aftershave. I know it looks pretty on the windowsill, but the sunlight will absolutely destroy it. Absolutely destroy it. Uh, so here's pictures. Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson. Oh, and the, oh, and the good news is that just after you're going to be suffering with uh, the awful Jordan, talking to Piers Morgan, uh, a few days later, turning up on television... Peter Andre is going to be on this morning, I think, with one of the last interviews that will be done by Fern. And he's promised he's going to tell everything. So this will be interesting. And do you remember? I knew I, I couldn't remember the other day. And I was going on the train. I remember thinking, oh, how stupid are you, Steve? How stupid. I couldn't remember why we were seeing Peter Andre linked with Chantel Houghton. I couldn't remember, you know, what on earth would possess two equally dim people with no careers to actually be attracted to each other. And then I, it came to me. Because I had an email three months ago. No, about two months ago. They're both with the same agent. It's the same agent who represents Chantel because she sent me an email saying, just to let you know, Steve, that I'm now representing Chantel Houghton. That's why you're getting stories. And because Chantel couldn't get arrested if she fell over, fell off a bridge. They've got a linker to Peter Andre, so then they can go, oh, Chantel's been seen going in and out of his house. Of course, it's all done to wind up poor old Jordan. You've only got to say, listen, somebody's going... And she's written in her column in OK! magazine this week. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but friends tell me, you know, because she's got the friends who sort of... They just like sticking the knife in and winding her up a bit because she's so easy to do. She's, uh, she said Chantel has been seen going in and out of Pete's house. I better tell you as well that the milkman's been seen going in and out of your house as well. But let's face it, he wouldn't go anywhere near you, Jordan, would he? Just because somebody goes into your house doesn't mean something's going on. Look at those two. Look at that little makeup artist that you have doing that ghastly makeup that you have. I mean, are you having a bit of a fling with him? No, I don't think so. So that's why it works. They're just fret. It's the same agent. So now you, phew, we can breathe a sigh of relief. I got quite worried. There's somebody else in the paper today, and to be quite honest with you, I've got no idea who she is. She's called, wait for this one, Lady Sovereign. You ever heard of her? You've heard of her. Apparently, she's a midget rapper. She's five foot one, and uh, her real name is Louise Harmon. Oh, dear, Louise. Got to give yourself, like, a pen name, have you, love? It's a Lady Sovereign. Anyway, she's the latest saddo. She looks a bit... Uh, she's got the Croydon facelift to a T, big hoop earrings, and the hair scraped back. Oh, my God, you're an attractive bit of fluff, aren't you, love? Anyway, she's 23... And she was trying to stock up on booze and fags. So she uh, called into a, a North London petrol station. Because that's where you get it, don't you? When you're five foot one, you go to a petrol station. And anyway, um, she then uh, was, was told she wasn't old enough. So she tried to produce ID. But of course, you know, you can make it on the internet. So they didn't believe her. The next thing, she smashed up an entire snack stand, leaving a moronic mess of crushed crisps. Ooh. How street. How street. A moronic mess of crushed crisps. It's not easy to say. I've never heard of crisps being described as moronic. 
But apparently one onlooker said it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Lady Sovereign, or as we call her, Lou, was fuming. She shouted at the male shop assistant. She was 23. Then she lost it and started smashing up the crisp stand. <laughs> oh, she's so straight, aren't you, love? Lady Sovereign. What a prat. What a prat. Oh, dear God in heaven. Uh, apparently we are used to seeing diva strops. Not from a five-foot-one-inch midget who sings rap. I mean, it's the funniest thing. Mind you, it wasn't as funny last night, was it? When I left this building yesterday... No, I tell a lie. When I came in, as you know, about quarter to four in the morning, there were Harry Potter fans who had taken up... Some of them looked a bit scary. That's all I'll tell you. They looked a little bit scary. There were some people out there. You think, ooh, dear. And lots of young people. I wasn't aware school had broken up this quickly, but they were all out there. And so they started building up for about... Some have been there since nine o'clock the day before. From the other side of the square and this side of the square. And they said, what they do, I've got no idea. I've really got no idea what they do. But if you go in twos, it's easier. And then there were loads of girls. <coughs> but the time I... <coughs> excuse me. The time I left the building... This swine flu's a bugger to get rid of. But the time I left the building... At about ten past seven, there must have been a couple of hundred people out there, at least. And I had to wait all the way through the day with the rain and everything. And they sit there. Some of them had umbrellas. Some of them were well prepared for it. Most of them weren't at all well prepared for it. But they, they did look a little bit better dressed than the ones who'd been there since nine o'clock the day before. Because I find that a little bit worrying. Little bit worrying that somebody's going to sit there all day because you get a much. I mean, you should have actually joined Global because then you could have come in this building and you've seen everything from here. Because we, we directly look over Leicester Square. It's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. But there must have been a few hundred, few hundred people. Oh, incidentally, talking of uh, trying to stir things up, a la Jordan, because it's so easy to wind her up. Yeah, he's really going out with her, Jordan, and he's going to spill the beans on what a vile old bag you are. But, of course, everybody knows that anyway, seeing as Piers Morgan, according to yesterday's papers, is quite shocked that the British public backlash against Jordan has started. Most people can't bear her. We're fascinated, but you still can't bear her. They're going to throw four sexy new wannabes into the Big Brother house. And that's going to stir things up a bit. It certainly needs to do something. At the moment, it's pitifully awful, I'm afraid. I mean, absolutely awful. In fact, they might as well just close it down. It would make it so much easier. 84850, Steve at lbc.co.uk. 84850. Uh, another one here. Um, no, Paris was definitely pushed to the front to speak. And in fact, they brought the microphone down. She wasn't, uh, she wasn't scheduled to speak, but they, they pushed her into doing it as well. 84850, Steve Adelby. Can we can hear that every time that door opens. It's terribly funny, but I quite like it at the same time. More from the uh, papers. Don't forget, a little bit later on, Steve Hargrave is uh, going to be with us, and he'll be going through some of the new music. And, of course, he was out yesterday in Leicester Square, because when you look at him on Sky interviewing... <laughs> Poor Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe looks soaked to the skin, even though he's an umbrella. And Steve's got his little hoodie on. In fact, it's only when he turned sideways I recognise him because I had no idea. Eight for eight five. Steve didn't have to queue, did he? He didn't have to. Queue. He just went in there, so he he probably had a fairly late night. They gave out popcorn apparently and all sorts of things, little sweeties in the uh, in the cinema. That'll be merchandise worth hanging on to, like like the Michael Jackson stuff. Well worth hanging on to. Quarter to six. These are the headlines. Superstars of entertainment have been remembering Michael Jackson at his memorial service. Thousands of fans inside the Staples Centre last night saw performances from Mariah Carey, Stevie Wonder and Lionel Richie. Financial products could come with a warning saying how risky they are. The Treasury is considering using a warning system for pensions and mortgages, similar to those seen on cigarette packets. 
and Gordon Brown's in Italy for the Summit of Leaders of the G8 Group of Industrialised Nations. On the agenda is the global economic crisis, climate change and assistance for Africa. Let's have a check on the uh, state of roads. Jay Louise. Thank you very much, Steve. Well, I'm pleased to say no major problems to report on your roads. No incidents are... Right. Three. Morning, well, everybody. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. 13 minutes to six is the time. You fancy seeing the best films first? And for free, you can with the LBC 97.3 Film Club in association with Cineworld Cinemas. Does not cost a penny to join. And you could be going every month to see the best new movies in town before everyone else gets to see them. This month's film is The Proposal, starring Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock, colleagues who are set to get married to save their jobs. Film's out in cinemas July 22nd. Simply log on to lbc.co.uk. The LBC 97.3 Film Club in association with Cineworld Cinemas. So why not sign up now? It doesn't cost a penny piece. It's worth it. You can, if you've got time on your hands and you enjoy going to the cinema, you could do it for free. Why not take full advantage? Go to lbc.co.uk. And also, don't forget that we've got a bog off for our How Low today. It's the Cannondale F6 mountain bike. And uh, between now and seven, it's buy one, get one free. It's a rare privilege where we get one of these. The mountain bike, as you know, is fantastic. Go and check it out on the internet. Cannondale F6 mountain bike. Every bid you make between now and the end of this show, the second one is free. So you make one bid, get one free. Make 20 bids, get 20 bids free. You must take them before seven o'clock, though. Lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. And we've had a lot of winners, actually, from this, uh, this early breakfast programme. Auction closes 6pm today. You text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send that to 88821. So, it's LBC, your bid in pence, and send that to 88821. Every second bid between now and seven is free. You must take them before seven. So you've got loads of time. You've got an hour and ten minutes to try and work it out. The bid will cost pound fifty. although for the purposes of this programme, 75p. Plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 6pm today. You must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Doug in Loughton says say hello to Harv. Little tired after an early start this morning. And um, Michael Jackson's kids won't be traumatised. I think they certainly will. All the experts have said that. Absolutely, an 11-year-old at a funeral. They never speak in public and uh, pushed into it. Not so good. Matt in Forest Hill... I'll not be paying to see Bruno. It carries on where Borat left off. The only DVD I've ever taken out halfway through and thrown in the bin. And there you go, you see. I mean, I wouldn't buy it in the first place because I would know it wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be the sort of thing I'd be interested in. Actually, having... Um, we're, we're just checking on a, on a couple of things in the, uh, in the paper. There's a lovely thing here. They were saying the other day... Well, they were saying yesterday that Piers Morgan has had all this hate mail from uh, from people going, oh, we don't like Jordan, let's boycott her, and she's disgusting and all the rest. She's untalented and she's a bad example to all mothers. I don't think you could ever say that, because we don't know what she's like as a mother. I mean, she is a foul-mouthed, revolting old bag. I mean, that we do know, because we've seen it on the television. And, um, and uh, somebody's written in here and says, uh, so Piers Morgan is shocked that Jordan is not well-liked. What's more shocking is that the act- he actually thought we gave her stuff, but we're going to be watching it. Because people are going to be talking about it. Because you know what she's like. Once she's off and running, she can't, she's not intelligent enough to know how to rein in. So she'll, she'll run with everything. They'll have to fit her with an earpiece and somebody going, I don't think you can say that. I don't think you can say that. She'll, she'll just dig her own grave, as it were. That's all she'll do. Of course, the other thing is, um, is uh, Jack Tweed opening a restaurant. You know, a man with no discernible talent at all. Absolutely nothing at all. I can't think of anything apart from, apart from being a convicted criminal twice. I bet his parents must be thrilled with him. What a charming boy he turned out to be. And, of course, has capitalised on, um, 
on being married to Jade for, I think, how many minutes was it? It was about that. Uh, Dee says, I cried when his brother sang Smile, and when the little girls spoke, you heard Janet say, Paris wants to say something. It's exactly what, and she was pushed forward. So Paris wants to say something, come Paris, say something. Well, that was it. And then, of course, she broke down, because she would, because they're, they're, they're traumatised, these children. Uh, another one here. Uh, people deal with death differently. Children are involved, because they're told the person will be watching over them. The, the trouble is, that doesn't make any... T- I really couldn't care less about that. I just don't think you should have a little child who's never dealt with the media being pushed into it by a family who crave, crave the media. Absolutely, they embrace it, both hands. You know, for goodness sake, just give us as much publicity as we can get. You know, that's it. It's, uh, it's a little bit tragic, a little bit of a shame, but finish now. That side of it is now over. Now, of course, you come to the fighting over the will. Three children. Who's going to be masterminding that one? Who's going to be overseeing it? Where will they live? Who will they want to go and live with? Will they be living with what they think is their mother, who they've had no contact with at all? Will they be with their grandmother, who's very old? So, you know, if they're not careful, there'll be two funerals within a, within a short space of time. So you've got to be very careful. With things like that. I don't know what you do with them. I really don't know what you do with them. Uh, Paul says, uh, would the Reverend Al Sharpton be the same guy who's famed for his anti-gay ranting on numerous occasions? Mm. And you mentioned the uh, cryogenics thing. Interesting to know Walt Disney's head is supposed to be in storage, as is Clarence Nash, who was Donald Duck's voice. Uh, I know, that was the trouble, though. I remember we we went to Disney and we asked them about it. (coughs) They said it's not true. Not true. Uh, although, Paul says, maybe they're all in the same sector of forest lawns for that reason. And after hearing about the bog-off today, the notion of you in Lycra cycling in Leicester Square seems weirdly appealing. I'm, I'm looking at bikes at the moment. I'm, I'm, well, I haven't quite looked at bikes. I've got as far as I want a folding bike. The engineer's gone ill. Why? Is that Kevin? Oh, Ke- Really? Is that Kevin? Shocking, isn't it, really, honestly? We've all seen his little lycra things that he, he refuses to wear around the building. I know what goes on. You don't frighten me. He pops in here every day. Was there a very rude gesture? He's done that twice to me now. You know what, the, you know what they always say? Somebody who sort of is rude about you, really they fancy you. That's what it is. It comes down to unbridled love. But I was, I was going to look, I was going to type in folding bike. And uh, up came Jordan's website for some strange reason. Anyway, so I, I then thought to myself, I've got to get a bicycle. I've decided. And I don't want a big bicycle. My next door neighbour, David, goes out cycling. And, you know, I don't want legs like tree trunks, thank you. I just want a little folding bike I can probably stick in the boot of the car or on the back seat and then take it out. Because they make them a lot better. Years ago, you'd sort of put them together with Velcro and they'd fall apart as you were going down the street. And so I've decided that I'm going to have a look at folding bike. I've got no idea how much they cost. I've got no idea whether I'm going to be any good on it, but I'm determined to give it a go. So, anybody got any recommendations of uh, folding bikes without the usual jokes coming into it? I'd be uh, very grateful. Uh, Richie says, I do love all-star Mr and Mrs. Great to see some of my favourite presenters and singers' partners and how they get on. And isn't it amazing how, how little these people know about each other? They absolutely know nothing about each other at all. Very strange. Uh, Dawn says, last week I told you, thanks to Steve Hargrave mentioning it on the show, I've won tickets to see the Pet Shop Boys. Since then, I've also won a themed summer Calypso boat trip, including cocktails, to take me to the event. I'll be boarding the Thames Princess at London Bridge Pier and travelling in style up to the O2. No, and you're not one of these... You don't buy a magazine called Competitors Weekly, do you? There is this magazine that comes out for people who do competitions. It's, and and the, the thing in the competition was always the slogan. You've got to think of the slogan. You know, I listen to Steve Allen because. 
And so it's easy for, for sort of companies to give away a prize. They say, well, you know, you're going to win, um, you know, a year's dinner dates with Steve Allen. Every Friday he will take you out for a slap-up dinner and copious amounts of drink and then whisk you back to your house in his car. And all you're looking for is a slogan. I listen to Steve Allen because. And there are some people who are very good at it. There's obviously a formula. I've never quite fathomed out what it is, but I've seen people on the television who've obviously done hundreds and thousands of competitions. There was one woman, she bought, I think... I mean, she just likes winning, so she won a year's supply of cat food once. She doesn't even have a cat. She's got cat food. She's won numerous holidays, a boat, you know, cars, different, you know, new garden, all this kind of new kitchen was put in, all because she loves doing competition. She's addicted to doing competition. I think Dawn is the same. Dawn wins most of the time. I've never known anybody so, so lucky. 84850, uk. Uh, I think, actually, Albert... Albert, I don't know what your surname is, Trotter or something. Um, she, she was absolutely traumatised. You only had to look and see how she was traumatised at the end when she threw herself into, uh, I think it was Janet Jackson's bosom. And uh, she was very traumatised. And all the experts have said she absolutely traumatises a young girl. They don't want to go to things like that and start being made to do things. Just not very pleasant at all. Not very nice. But, of course, as I say, it's a family that crave publicity. And uh, we'll have more of that the other side of the news. 84850, steve at uk. Brompton folding bikes are the best, about £600. 600? I'm not sure we can run to 600, but £600 for a folding bike. Ian says, uh, go to Evans Bike Shop in Kingston. Six. I'm not, £600 is a lot. Oh, Christ. Chris says, you're in so much trouble. The missus is four foot ten and angry that somebody said five foot one was a midget. Watch out for an irate nurse with an enema. Well, she's got her own, actually. She comes with her own enema. How nice. <laughs> she's what? Yeah, she's not a chav like Lady Sovereign. Because apparently a lot of people have written to me. Actually, in the next part of the programme, we might have a little bit of music. I'm, I'm not sure whether we should publicise this, uh, this little person who lost her temper and kicked over a crisp stand and then trod on all the crisps. I mean, as I say, she's just so rock and roll, isn't she? She's just so, oh, watch out, scary girl. But she's, she's chav. She's naff chav, I'm afraid, as well. Uh, 84850, uk. Uh, a lot of people talking about loose women. It represents everybody. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be of colour. They have all sorts of people on there. I've seen loads of uh, black people on there. But I don't mark them down in a diary every time somebody turns up. And some people say, oh, look. I thought, oh, heavens above, there was a black person today. You know, doing this. It's just ridiculous. You don't need to do that. Uh, Andy says the best maker folding bike is the Brompton. Well, that's two, two recommendations for a Brompton here. 600. I'm not sure I've got 600 pounds. Because you know what happens at the end of this month, don't you? All self-employed people listening. You know what happens... Tax. Tax bills. How depressing is that? Actually, the, the other good news that came out today is that uh, Coffee Republic's gone into administration. It's only because I thought theirs was the worst coffee. And you remember I complained bitterly because I watched them making rolls in my one and sandwiches without their hands covered with um, plastic gloves. And I don't like anybody touching food. I saw it on a telly programme the other day with Anthony. My God, you need to lose some weight. Worrell Thompson. And they were making food for... Who was the unfunny one in those two girls? There was... Um, oh, I can't remember. They were now. They used to have a, ch- a chat show on Channel 5. Mel and Sue. Oh, and it was, it was Mel, I think, who was the really unfunny one. Mel Gid- Gidroich or something. Used to do a, a semi-chat show with Richard Hammond, and both of them were so awful, it was an embarrassment. And uh, she was on there, and they, were cu- and they were touching the food with their hands. I thought, oh, no, please, no. I get f- very panicky about it. I don't, I don't like it at all. And especially... 
when you're watching people in a, in a coffee shop and they sort of cut it and then they don't go wash their hands afterwards. And I remember thinking, I said to my friend, I said, oh, that is disgusting. People touching the food and then sort of probably touching their nose or something. Oh, God, dear. Not a, yeah, exactly. Picking their nose. Anything could have gone on inside there. So uh, we never touched any food from Coffee Republic. And now they've gone into administration. But I remember when they were launched, I remember thinking, they could, they, they're going to make a go of it. Sadly not. Myself and uh, my husband were uh, driving in... Morning, everybody. Steve Allen's Early Breakfast, LBC 97.3. I'm glad that everybody's agreeing that this 11-year-old, all the experts, all the child experts have said she's going to be traumatised for the rest of her life because uh, of what the family uh, put her through yesterday, poor little soul. Anyway, uh, it looks like Brompton folding bikes are the ones, so we'll have to log on to their website later. According to uh, lots of people, they come in all sorts of different colours and varieties. Does it make any difference what colour... The trouble is, the more expensive the bike, the more chance of getting it nicked, isn't it, really? That's what worries me. But uh, it sounds quite good, and they're very easy to fold and unfold. That'll be helpful for me, won't it? We'll try and have a look at those in the next part of the programme. After the news. Morning, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday, July the 8th. The aftermath of, uh, of the Michael Jackson thing yesterday. And as uh, the experts are saying this morning, uh, there is a worry that Michael Jackson's children will end up exploited exactly what he spent their lives trying to avoid. You remember they spent most of their early childhood walking around with tea towels on their head so that they couldn't be identified and here they are thrust into the limelight. We, as we know he was thrust into the limelight by his uh, father from a very young age and he grew up with serious issues as a result. As a loving father he wanted to protect them from the same problems which is why they've had such private childhoods. Now all of a sudden they've been thrust into the media spotlight. And that, of course, is a very, very bad thing. Paul in Manchester says, glad to hear that uh, Dawn has won the competition. Hope she enjoys the trip and the concert. Uh, would the old lady you were talking about be that old biddy who appears on Egghead? So I recall seeing on a news programme bragging about what she'd won. <laughs> uh, it, no, I don't... The, the woman on Eggheads, whose name... Um, oh, I forgot what her name is now. But she just knows the answer to everything. <laughs> I mean, she knows the answer, and you just can't do anything about it. She's just one of those people who absorbs everything. She absorbs information. Some people are dreadful, but they, they, they remember things, so you always invite them to do competitions. 84850, uh, Johnny says, Sasha Baron Cohen, new series, uh, One Trick Pony will run and run and run, and uh, Adrian Childs and Oino, uh, they, yes, at Higher, will be doing uh, this morning, and then the one show. <laughs> dreadful, isn't it, really? Um, another one here. Oh, uh, the Brompton M6R, six-speed, the best folding bike. You obviously know all about these Brompton bikes. I'm a little bit worried, actually, that there's more cyclists listening to this programme than it's healthy for anybody normally. Um, another one here. £600, says Ian, on a bike is OK. As you spent £250 on a little pen. Oh, that's right. Bring it. To- Listen, that was a mistake. That was a mistake. Adrian in Morden says the best bikes are Harley-Davidson. A lot more comfortable, a lot less effort. Nothing would get me, I'm telling you now, on, a, uh, on anything electric. Absolutely nothing. I had a scooter. Uh, it was nicked. You remember it was... I mean, it had sat there for ages, and then somebody pinched it, and then it turned up as a pizza delivery bike. That's a big surprise, because we know what honest people those people are, don't we? Still running on L-plates after about ten years. And, uh, and this one started collecting parking tickets. Luckily, I'd reported it stolen to the police. I didn't want it back. And it kept collecting uh, tickets. It, it, after seven years of being stolen, it came back. I said, I really don't want it. But uh, you remember earlier on, we were talking about the little five-foot-one little chav herself. This is uh, Lady Sovereign, who's apparently rapper 
And uh, you have to listen to the lyrics, though, OK? We have had to edit down somewhat to try and find something that was playable to you in the morning, so I'm sort of preempting Steve Hargrave this morning by playing you a little bit of this woman who went berserk in a filling station because they wouldn't give her any drink and cigarettes, so she knocked over a crisp stand and then, then trod all over them. Very rock and roll, but this is what she sounds like. Very interesting, isn't it? Me, you, yeah, yeah, everyone we've had, what in days, miss away, can't relate, I'm a star, I'm an individual, an educated example of intelligence. I'm considered to be cool. No, you're not, dear. You're considered to be a naffo. I've waited hours for this, I made myself so sick, I wish to stay and sleep today, yeah, yeah, I'm so human, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit difficult to try and work out, you know, yeah, yeah, because a lot of people say, you know what I mean, you know what I mean. Or you hear that all the time and you watch these people talk, you know what I mean. I could do a rap record. No, I, th- I tell you, it's been done. James O'Brien did a rap record, do you remember? And there's nothing sadder than a middle-aged, you know, middle-class man trying to do a rap record. It was a little bit... I tell you what it was akin to. Do you remember one of the Aitken sisters? Do you remember Jonathan Aitken went in prison? And his daughters then thought they had careers in television. And they were, OK, yeah, they looked a little bit like Sarah Ferguson's children, OK? And one of them, and it might have been Victoria Aitken or the other one, both equally daft, uh, and she started... So she went into this place in Soho where they were selling a lot of, you know, there's a lot of sort of gangster rap going on in there, and she started to, to rap, and it was the most embarrassing thing. We'd expect it. Shut her up. For God's sake, shut her up. She was just the world's worst, I'm afraid. So we've decided that uh, little lady sovereign. So funny, isn't it? Never mind, dear, I'm sure in your own mind, you're a huge international star. Uh, Steve, Brompton's are well-made, still made in England, reasonably lightweight, easy to maintain and quick to... What's this, what's this Michelle, easy to maintain? It's a bicycle. What do you mean, maintain? I'm not sure about maintaining a bicycle. I've got... I, I don't like this idea of maintaining. I appreciate the fact that one, one might get a puncture, and then, of course, we throw it away, because I've got no idea how you... I remember years ago, you had to take the... You had to turn the bike upside down, take the wheel off, and then you had to sort of take the inner tube out, and then you had to blow it up and put it in a bucket of water and find out where the hole was, and you had to get a little patch, rub it with a bit of chalk, stick the... Oh, it was pathetic! Pathetic. I mean, to be honest, now you just take him to Halford to get puncture. OK, just do that now. Oh, dear, I can't be doing with that. Imagine, knowing my luck, I'd be out there five minutes and I'd be getting a puncture on a bike. But I'm definitely going to get one. I'm not sure I can run to £600. I'm not like the producer. I mean, he's got that sort of... I don't have that sort of money. I've got a tax bill to pay. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Uh, Mark uh, says, when people pledge that they shed tears at memorials, such as that which was in honour of Michael Jackson yesterday, they're probably just really thinking about their dead cat or something. Well, actually, I thought it was quite moving. I thought bits of it were quite moving. I do think the kids are going to be traumatised. They've been shielded from all this, and now all of a sudden, shoved into the uh, the limelight. Joyce says, I paid £150 in a bike factory and shop in Leon C. Ha ha. Apparently the gadget show did the... uh, did the best fold-up bikes a few months ago. Check their website and take a look, says Gary and Eltham. Quite like that. Graham and Bishop Stortford. Read the slogan, I listen to Steve Allen because my radio is stuck on LBC 97.3. Seems a fair enough reason, doesn't it? I see, see no other reason. Don't forget, incidentally, if you've just woken up, you're waking up to the news that uh, Michael Jackson and his team did a, did a good job yesterday. Uh, all the experts are saying in the papers that the children are going to be so traumatised after that. You, you know, it's not just like going to any funeral. This is one you're sharing with film crews and cars, and it's big and it's overwhelming, and they've never had to deal with this before, because he's been the only one there for them. Who they end up with, this is now the big problem. Three children. Is Debbie Rowe going to be making a bid 
for for two chil for two children, so they might even be separated, which is even more traumatic. I mean, the whole thing just can can really explode into this just terrible mess. <coughs> so if she takes, <coughs> excuse me, two, and to be honest, after her outburst the other day, foul mouth outburst, you wouldn't want any children to go. She received her her uh, money, didn't she? And they were not totally convinced they're hers either. And uh, and you think what would happen if they were split up? So they've all, they've all grown up together. Then two could go with one person and one with somebody else. Can't leave them with Michael Jackson's mother. She's very, very old. And the, the strain might, might just prove to be too much. You don't want them going, I don't know where you would, what you would do with them. I really don't know what you would do with them. It's terrible. They're at that, that age where they need looking after. And that's exactly what he did. Exactly. And that's why it's in all the papers today. Jane Moore is talking about... Uh, oh, we've got to do a quick break, actually. She's talking about uh, Susan Bruce who was branded a very stupid girl the other day. We'll tell you more about her in a moment. News headlines, Matthew Schofield. Michael Jackson's daughter, Paris, paid a tearful tribute to her father at the end of last... Morning, everybody. Uh, don't forget, we've got our bog off today. Buy one, get one free, and it's a bike, surprisingly enough, which has prompted me to say, I really must get a bike. Uh, every t- Daphne Fowler, Daphne from Eggheads, annoying, says Johnny, always pretends she doesn't know, fibber. You want a bike? Ferrari runs a marathon and Jimbo O'Brien takes up boxing. Won't happen. I think I might, actually. Um, Dee says, what was Daniel Radcliffe on? Poor so-and-so. He sounded demented. I'd like to see the Jackson kids with one of the uncles. Can't bear grandpa. I agree. And Doug says, Daphne Fowler is your clever biddy. And thank you, Stuart, on the old Kent Road. Bless his eye. could be in the middle of it. Uh, here he was out then last night in the rain, although covered up. Well, didn't have an umbrella, poor soul, so probably could have been electrocuted, but managed to make it through the rain, as they say, Steve Hargrave. <laughs> what was we, Daniel Radcliffe on? Uh, you know what? People always say this about him. He's, he's actually just like that. He's just hyper. Yeah. And kind of, uh, he's just, by his own admission, this kind of man-boy sort of, Talks like a man, looks like a boy, but is yeah. incredibly excited. Had he been eating um, sweeties or had a, had a sherbet or something? Or? <laughs> He's always like that. Oh, yeah. He's just an excitable chap, just like me. I still know? can't it's believe he's only, what is he, 19? He's 19, he's 20 later this month. Unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, he seems to have crammed so much in. Yeah. In his, in his few years. I really like him. He's a really, he's a really sweet guy, a really nice guy, considering sort of what a strange life he must have had yes, yes. for the last for the last decade. Of course, course, the funny thing is, he he looks so much better with glasses. (laughs) Glasses really suit his face. (laughs) And so, of course, when you see him without them, because he doesn't wear glasses, you just think, oh, put your glasses back on again. Oh. Anyway, we've got some music. Finally, it's working this week, we think. We've got some music. What were you playing before? What was that, Lady Sovereign? Lady Sovereign, poor old soul. She had a bit bit of a queenie drama, which a five-foot-one just looks like you're having a bit of a tantrum as a child. Keeps on having them, doesn't she? Well, she's just desperate to try and get some attention, I suppose. She's just a snaff chav, isn't she? And she'll probably disappear in about a week. Yeah, not, not really my cup of tea. No, not, not anybody's cup of tea, I wouldn't say. Not at five foot one and smokes. Poo! Smank, stinky, stinky. Well, I won't be heightist, you know. Or... Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not heightist. I mean, I, I think a lot of good things come in little packages. She's not one of them, though. Exactly. Bless her. Anyway, the King... Uh, yeah, yes. So we dive in with a bit of a bit of music. Let's go for the Duke and the King then. Uh, there are, this is a great description of this band actually that, that, that comes when you get their little CDs. They have a little trying to describe them to make them sound different on them. And they were described as an acoustic glam gospel combo, which you know has sounded different to me. So I thought we'd have a little play. Not terribly sure about the the glam bit, the gospel. Bit. I don't know. They sound kind of countryish to me, which is probably why I, I kind of liked it. Um, it's a guy called Simon Felice, who was in the Felice Brothers, bizarrely enough. 
and uh, a guy who was playing with George Clinton called Robert Chicken Burke. I'm not entirely sure that's his real name, but, mm. you know, Chicken, maybe. Okay. Uh, they're playing at the Borderline this evening, got an album out uh, on July the 20th, and, uh, well, let's have a little listen. This is a song off of that album, and it's called Still Remember Love. There's been times in my life That's quite nice. The sort of group you could invite to come and sing in your sitting room and they wouldn't offend anybody. <laughs> yeah, not like Lady Sovereign. I like that. Acoustic glam gospel combo. <laughs> Country. 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 Surely. Surely. Well, that's what I yeah. thought. Uh, St Vincent. Decent album. Um, yeah, St Vincent. A lady by the name of Annie Clark in real life used to sing with the polyphonic three who were quite good fun mm. um, in their time when they, they had about 25 people on stage she was one of them play guitar and um, she's uh, yeah now called St Vincent on to album number two which is called Actor playing at the ICA this evening and uh, have a little listen see what you think this is a song off of the, the album and it's called Actor Out of Work I'm not, not, not a big fan of that Stevie it's it's in, it's interesting. Yeah. I didn't think I didn't think it'd be your cup of tea. No, it's interesting not. stuff. No, mm. somebody'll probably like it out there, but like I always say, I'm not necessarily my cup of tea, I'm just telling you what's out there this well, week. Well ab- ab- and as usual you've got your finger on the pulse. <laughs> kind of. Vaguely somewhere near. Na- now beating. now a weird weirdo band from Georgia. <laughs> yeah. I quite like Of Montreal is the name of the band, uh, even though they're not from Montreal, they're from uh <laughs> Georgia, yeah. Um, but anyway, they can call themselves on Montreal if they want. It's a chap called Kevin Barnes. They're very, very weird kind of... Uh, I mean, they do a kind of strange... Some of the songs sound a bit disco-y. Scissor Sisters, some of them are pretty straight, 60s-style bubblegum, pop, rock and roll. All over the place, really. But a absolutely bizarre live show. You never see anything quite like them. Now, when they released the last album, this guy Kevin Barnes, he suddenly proclaimed that he was recording it as an alter ego called Georgie Fruit. Who he described as a 40-something black, multi-transgendered, ex-convict funk musician. <laughs> if anyone describes uh, themselves to be doing that, that's fine. I like that. That's mm. a bit different. Again, Lady Sovereign doesn't do that. So uh, we like it. <laughs> uh, but th- this was a song off of the, the album. The last album actually came out last year. It was all over the shop, but I love it to bits. Uh, the, the song we've got is called Non Pariel of Favor. Well, do you know, I don't mind that. Although Gary says that they're, they're a bit weird. <laughs> he hit the nail right on the head. They sound quite normal to me, though. <laughs> they are very weird. But oh, it's yeah. Tamar and Tamar, and that's possibly uh, the, the slightly straighter type song. Yeah. Bizarrely. But, you know, it's good. You can shuffle around, you can bounce your feet under your desk. That yeah, I, I could shuffle to that. I'm all right shuffling <laughs> to that one. Shepherd's Bush Empire I'm, I'm on co- Monday. Oh, he, he's, he's going to make me a CD, apparently. Is he? That's what he said. <laughs> Or so many what, CDs. Of, other, of other stuff. Of yes, other stuff. anything but that. Because <laughs> he goes to some very strange places. That's nothing wrong. I mean, nice strange is good. Yeah, but he, he actually goes off to these you know, late night gigs where everybody's wearing t shirts and they jump up and down. They've got pints and things like that. And that's just the women. <laughs> everyone's wearing t shirts and they jump t-shirts. up and down. You know what that's like? <laughs> well, have you ever been to a venue where everybody's wearing t shirts? <laughs> but oh. that doesn't sound strange at all. Oh, doesn't it? Oh, right. oh. Wait, what sort of places do you go to where well, they're not people to dress up? You know, right. with ties and shirts and things like ties that. Concert halls. Dinner jackets. Yes. And monocles. Well, I don't think monocles all the time. I mean, sometimes, if a monocle is called for, then one should wear it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Houston. you're of a different class. Yes, you're exactly. far more sophisticated. 
Come quick. Uh, Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston, uh, back in September in the States. I mean, this God. doesn't obviously for sure mean that she's coming back, but there has always been a lot of theory recently that she'll be coming back over and doing some massive, massive shows, but she hasn't really been at the uh, state of mind, shall we say. No, but isn't it back- funny? She went from being top of her game to descending into the, uh, the dark abyss. Yes. Very much so into the dark abyss. So, of course, it would be fantastic to see her come back. Mm. I mean, if she comes back and does shows, they will be big, and you presume she'd be in, in the O2 or something. Yes. You know, maybe she will make it back over, we'll but I don't think dates. it'll be this year. <laughs> exactly. So maybe early next year she might take some of those dates. Mm. We don't know. But uh, watch this space back in September in America. OK, tomorrow uh, night at Somerset House. Tomorrow Grace night, yeah, Jones. Somerset House gigs are, are knocking around. So She'll Grace be turning Jones up late. Is, is there. She's <laughs> never turned up <laughs> early for be. anything. I was kind of over the Grace Jones thing. Last year she kind of came back and yeah. it was funny. And then she did it. And then I think people realised that, I don't know, it wasn't that exciting. But no, maybe I think she, she passed her sell-by date probably about ten years ago. But hey, someone's house. Oh, it's fun. Unless mm. there's torrential rain, in which case it's not fun. It's even more fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I loved your outfit, uh, though, in, in Leicester Square with the hood. We thought that was very nice. With, with, well, you was know that, what? designer? I just say... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, ten pound designer, designer <laughs> that one. Uh, just, uh, I just thought I've just got it. You know, practicality over trying to look like. Most of the times when you're on telly, you're sort of told you meant to try and still look normal and wear yeah. and be dry and have an umbrella. But in that rain, what do you do? You know. Yeah, no, I know. I thought you looked great. Actually, it's sort of outfit I've you, chosen. You know what I thought? I thought it looked like a Harry Potter cloak. So uh, yes, I thought it might have looked like something like that. You just think I looked like a yob, didn't you? No, no, I didn't. I, 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 I'm not on anybody else. It would have looked like a yob on you. It, it looked fine. I wouldn't have chosen it in that colour, of course. You're too, you're too kind, or obviously transparent. A, it was sort of like a camouflage colour. <laughs> well, yeah, they kept walking past. They couldn't see me. Exactly. There, so. so where is Steve? Is it disappeared? He's wearing camouflage clothing. <laughs> it was crazy, though, wasn't it? The rain last time. Ooh, that, that's magic. Uh, now listen, <laughs> very quickly. Tomorrow and uh, this weekend, Oasis. Yeah. Oh, good old, uh, oh, good old Oasis. Quick Tickets on this going one. a bit cheap, apparently. At Wembley Stadium, but yeah. yeah, blah, blah, blah. And it'd be interesting to see what people think of the gigs uh, compared to Blur last week. Yeah, uh, very good, apparently. Blur, I, well, they were good. Guys, well, I saw some uh, Glastonbury, which was cool, and uh, loads of people went and saw them last week. They like mm. that. Um, Oasis back this week. Yeah. Most, yeah. most of the production staff here went, actually. Did O'Brien yeah. go to Blur? Because I know he had tickets, because he said he was either going to go to that or he was going to stay at home and watch the tennis, which seemed a bit bizarre, but anyway. I'm sure he went to Listen, Blur. Listen, we have to leave you there. OK. Lovely to talk to you, as always. Nice to talk to you, too. Next week. Next week, let's do it again. OK. London's biggest conversation. LBC 90... Yuri Zhirkov. Are you sure that's how you pronounce <laughs> it? <laughs> I can have a field day with that one. be careful with that one, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Is that how it's pronounced? Zhirkov. Jerkoff, yeah. poor soul, honestly. Yeah. Somebody's having a laugh, aren't they? <laughs> Let's see what we can get the commentators to say. <laughs> right, uh, back to uh, the start of the three-day July meeting at Newmarket. Yes. Another three uh, three tough days. It was certainly tough yesterday. Your Newton Circus, which came in... I, I know it wasn't in the top three. It wasn't. It wasn't in the top six. No. It was ninth. Out of nine. With only 12 running. <laughs> the last three were sheep, apparently. <laughs> so you lost two pounds. <laughs> Laughing Boy, which Alex had, was fourth out of eighth. So his loss is now £27.85. You're just behind £27.14. So it would be nice to have I'm, a winner I'm ahead today. Then. Yes, you're ahead. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, yeah, oh, so, yeah, so you're, yeah, you're yeah, behind yeah, on the 85 yeah, yeah. So don't worry. Don't, don't <laughs> start picking <laughs> just, on just me. Check it, just check it. I know, I know. God dear, I get picked on by everybody. <laughs> 5.30 at Newmarket he's gone for today. A horse called Last Three Minutes. 
Oh, have you ever heard of such a name? <laughs> that is Last one of the more bizarre names I've ever heard, yeah. yeah. Very strange. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to Newmarket, because it kind of has to be done with, uh, yes, with the big meeting. Yeah. Uh, 420 Manifest. <coughs> Manifest. Yeah. All right, OK. So, mani- I've, I've forwarded this on to you upstairs. Oh, right, OK. So, because uh, f- we couldn't print it off earlier, because the printer decided I'd have No, I, uh, I heard that. I think it's fixed now. Has it been fixed? Mm, it was rushing so. round earlier on the printer. Has anybody got a pair of tweezers? <laughs> I mean, you know, really. Did anybody I mean, have one? Well, you know, nobody had a pair of tweezers, surprisingly, in the office. Because <laughs> we're all butch. Not, not even who? Not even... No, nobody had them. Nobody <laughs> had them. It was terrible. So I must remember tomorrow, but, you know, you put all, pack all your stuff in, umbrella, you know, sweeties, tweezers. Tweezers. Yeah. tweezers the kind of thing you need, isn't it? <laughs> right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Will do. Phil, Thanks thank you up. very much indeed. Phil returns with Nick Ferrari after the news at seven this morning. Uh, they're talking about the London postal workers going on strike. Very unwise in a recession. You can't understand it, can you? How much will it affect small businesses? Uh, Doing the papers this morning, the chief political correspondent at The Times, Sam Coates. Dave Ward is the Deputy General Secretary of the Communications Workers' Union. And Stephen Alan Brittus, Chief Executive of the Federation of Small Businesses. Uh, They're also going to be talking about the Scouts, banned from lobbying in Westminster. Charlie Roper is a 17-year-old Scout from Uxbridge. He's going to be going to Parliament next week if they let him in. And the, the reason they're, they're not going to get because they're under the legal age of voting, so that's why. Uh, people paying their tributes to Michael Jackson. What did you make of it? Was it a tacky turnout or a fitting tribute to a pop legend? Plus, of course, as the ashes get underway, as uh, Phil just said, Nick's looking ahead to all the action in Cardiff, of all places. Cardiff, I ask you. Don't forget the bog off. Buy one, get one free. Your chance to get your hands today, both of them, on a Cannondale F6 mountain bike. In today's How Low. Every bid you make between now and the end of the show, this show at seven, give you the second bid for free. Okay, second bid for free. So it's buy one, get one free. Good luck, because all you've got to do is guess how low it's going to be going. So it's uh, the lowest unique bid winning, lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Auction closes at 6 pm today. You text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send that to treble eight two one. So LBC. Followed by your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. Every second bid between now and seven is free. You must take the free ones before seven. So you've got twenty minutes. You've got enough time. Bid will cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. The other one, nothing at all. Lines close at six p.m. today when the winner will be announced. You must be over sixteen. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Okay. A lot of people talking about the uh, the bike and John and Sherry in Essex. Say so we spent six hundred pounds on two folding bikes. We used them once. Cycling around Epping Forest, about a mile in total. Two years later, they're still folded up in our shed, which is handy because they don't take up much room. I'm guessing yours may stay in the Bentley boot. Rent or borrow one from that shop in Leon C, but don't don't buy one. Actually, I might I might cycle every day. I'm, 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 I might be fooling myself here. This might be false economy. I mean, I I could put the folding bike in the back of the car and I could cycle back to it, couldn't I? And then, of course, it's going to fold it down again. Uh, Paul says, Lady Sovereign, not impressed when I worked at the Midland in Manchester. We had the odd TV thrown, but a crisp stand. Thinks she sounds like a munchkin, but I thought they were all dead. Would say her performance was on a par with Mr. Alf... Mr... Who's that? Is it Alfayad's rap with Ali G? I don't remember that one. But, I mean, she's just a silly little person, isn't she? Very silly little person. Uh, Steve says, Tony, I couldn't help but notice one of Michael Jackson's kids chewing gum throughout the memorial... Um, they all do that, though, don't they? Everybody chews gum. Everybody chews gum. They're just... They're just a- Actually, I've obviously sent that. Look, I didn't... I sent my racing news to Phil Black, but I've obviously sent the wrong... Oh, what is it? El- oh, I'm sorry. 
have to do it again. I've done it to the wrong place. First of all, I did it to AOL.com, if you please. How balmy am I? I'm not, I did mention earlier on Susan Bruce. I mentioned Susan Bruce because she's in Jane Moore's column today, and she has the dubious honour of being the face of Binge Drink Britain after being branded a very stupid girl by a Crown Court judge last week. Susan, 22, who's on the dole, was given six months in prison for loutish behaviour after drinking too much, but says it's not her fault because alcohol is so cheap. The government should do something about it, she says. And Jane echoes what you're all shouting as well at the moment. Perhaps they could start by stopping her benefits check. I don't know why we give benefits checks to people. I'm sorry, there are jobs out there. You go and find something. I couldn't care less whether it doesn't pay as much. People have to make do in this day and age. So what you do is you go out there and you work. There must be something you can do. You can't be that thick, surely. Uh, The uh, boiled eggs going on sale. I don't know where they're going on. I've not seen them yet. If anybody... Oh, there we go. Waitrose, Asda, convenience store chain, one stop, and home deliveries, Ocado. I should be nipping into Waitrose this morning, see if I can find boiled egg. I just fancy a boiled egg. Boiled egg and salad cream. I know it's lazy, but to be honest with you, I can't be doing with messing about with all these... Well, you've got to sort of boil the egg and then peel it. Oh, God, it's rubbish. Uh, <coughs> Ed says, my folding bike, I think it's called a, a Dahan, was stolen last Friday. So I bought a Brompton from Evans, £600, 595. The thief did me a favour. The Brompton is superb and what I should have bought in the first place. The question now is how long will I be able to hold on to it? Because people nick bikes. We were in the hairdressing shop the other day in Twickenham and this lady went, stop, stop! Of course, you know, you automatically look out. She'd gone into, I think, the chemist or something like that on the corner, left her bike outside, somebody wearing combats, don't want to sort of point the finger at too many people, in combats, had uh, come past, seen there was no chain on it, jumped on it and pedalled off down the road. Ridiculous, isn't it? John in Islington says, I uh, couldn't agree more about the hygiene issue. You see, it drives me mad. I'm not... I'm, I'm almost becoming a bit Howard Hughes about it. If I see people not using these plastic gloves, which you can get, and picking stuff up with their hat, I don't like it. I really don't like... They, they don't do it in Starbucks. You know, if they've got to put something and they've got to cook it, they, they touch it with the metal tongs, they put them in there. So it's... I just, I just don't like people actually uh, touching food. I don't know why. Uh, a lot of people can see me whizzing around Leicester Square on a bike. On a unicycle, says Joanna in Uxbridge. Somebody says, can you give me Lady Sovereign's number as I love tall women? Thank you very much indeed. That's from Bilbo Baggins. Well, there you go. She's five foot one, incidentally. Unfortunately, a mouth like a sewer. Uh, Jackson's uh, memorial, says Mark, must have been very well bright with the lights. Everybody had sunglasses on. It's true, everybody was wearing... It, it did look like... I mean, it, was, it was the entire front row was always, always uh, wearing sunglasses. Sorted out the sweet peas. Stuart says, have you got any news on the Blackwall Tunnel? Stuck in a queue for ages. It's a pain, that Blackwall Tunnel. I like going under it, though. It's very strange, isn't it? I'm quite taken by the Blackwall Tunnel. I've been under it a few times. Uh, why not try hiring a bike first in Richmond Park, Roehampton Gate, says Jenny. That's a good idea, isn't it? I never thought about that. Oh, I, never, you know, I never thought about hiring a bike first. It's only because I, I can't be bothered to sort of, you know, hire a bike and then take it back and then faff around with it. Not my sort of thing. Uh, more in the papers today because uh, Cameron uh, Diaz has done an impersonation of another star blonde. She's done a madge. Conical bra and all. Looks quite good, really. Looks quite good. And more on that lady who we mentioned two days ago on the programme, Connie, who's run a fish and chip shop for 81 years. Looks delicious. You can't beat fish and chips. I bet it's... Ch- Remember the days you used to get it in newspaper? Not anymore. Newspaper. I used to love newspaper. It was in there and the grease soaked through. <sighs> yum, yum. 
News headlines, Matthew Schofield. Michael Jackson's daughter Paris paid a tearful tribute to her father at the end of... 1.3. I love the idea somebody said, under the Blackwall Tunnel, Steve. Very wet feet, I would think. I know, you know what I mean, when you go under... Under the Thames. I just think it's so clever when they do it. I'll tell you what I bought the other day and actually it arrived remarkably quickly and then I realised I paid extra to get it here. It came in a huge box and it's a, it's a shower head because I'm, I'm a bit taken by gadgets and you know me, if, it, if it's got lights in it, I'm taken as well. So a friend of mine, Daryl, and I, but I'd already seen it anyway, sent me this thing. It's called an LED light shower head. And what you do is you just plug it onto your shower and the water pressure turns the LEDs on and depending on what temperature the water is determines the colour of the LED. So in other words if it's very hot, 45 degrees, it's red. If it's 40 to 45, it's purple. If it's 32 to 40, it's blue. And if it's 32 degrees, it's green. And it doesn't, there's no no batteries, it's only water pressure that power, what a brilliant idea! What a, I mean how does this, I just can't wait to be bathed in red light tomorrow in the shower. I'm I'm so excited. I will be like a I might even have to have music playing. Da, 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 da. Although, actually, second it, I will be naked in the shower. I don't generally start with my... Da, la, 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 too much information. So I don't know if you've ever, tr- if you've ever tried the thing before. I'll let you know what it's like. So there's, there's no batteries, because it would be a bit silly, wouldn't it, having electricity in the shower. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. It's got 15 LEDs in it. I can't wait to see what this is like. The very idea that you've got water coming out, which will be bathed in red light, is just so exciting. Because my shower does get really hot. I mean, it really does get... In fact, sometimes it gets so hot, you go... Hot. And I, I've, I've got a thing you clip it into, but most of the time, I'm hanging on to it with one hand. So I'll, I'll let you know tomorrow morning if it's any good. So it's the LED light shower head, and I bought it from, uh, from one of these online companies. I think it's what I want one of those. Of course, typical, made in China. Made in China. I mean, I should imagine... I mean, I can't... I'm just... I'm so looking forward to seeing what it's like. So I should be rushing home today, not going to Coffee Republic, of course... The simple reason that uh, they've gone into administration. I don't know if that means that they've all closed today. Um, is there a disco mode? No, there isn't. Not a disco mode. I wish there was. That would be quite funny, wouldn't it? So it's obviously the, the, the hot water going... It must turn some little wheel inside there, which in turn powers the, uh, the lights. Don't forget, you've literally got nine minutes to have a go at the uh, Cannondale F6 mountain bike in the Steve Allen bog-off for today. Great features, front suspension, powerful V-brakes... Uh, between now and the end of this programme, what you've got to do is uh, is bid for it. But you get the second one for free. So buy one, get one free. Only till seven. Got to take the free ones before seven. Lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence. Nobody else makes. Welcome to 6pm today. You text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, to 88821. So LBC, followed by your bid in pence, 88821. Every second bid between now and seven is free. Bid will cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 6pm today. Must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. It's eight to seven. The Ashes with Dawkins Bayless. Getting commercial landlords what they're owed. Seven minutes to seven is the time. A little bit of rain later on today. Uh, another one here. Steve says, I used, to, I, used a, a chi- I used to use a chippy in Burnley that still cooked in dripping. Oh, how lovely. Used to be one in the, uh, in the East End that used to cook in dripping. Oh, chips used to taste divine. They really did. Uh, front page of the Daily Mail this morning. A drenched Harry Potter. Three months rain in three hours. Poor, even under an umbrella. He got very, very wet. And then they've got guests at the Buckingham Palace Garden Party rushing for cover because when it came down, by golly, it came down, didn't it? And there's a, a lovely man here. He's, uh, his name is the Human Shrub. And you've got no idea who he is, but what he goes round doing is filling up 
old containers, old planters that the council give up on. He goes round and his, his planting is carrying on. Colchester this time. And he says, dear Colchester, with love, human shrub. And he goes, you'd never recognise him because he looks like something out of an old Doctor Who programme. <laughs> he really does look like that. And that's where he probably got it from, actually. He probably bought it from there because it does look like those things, the swamp creatures that came out. Do you remember? They were all draped in these... Th- I think that's what it is. They were very scary. Weren't as scary as the Daleks, but they were pretty scary. Cybermen were pretty scary in the early days. Some of the other things were rubbish. I never got scared by the when the top of the Dalek came off and it was this Davidoff or something, or whatever his name, Davros or something. Davidoff. <laughs> David Hasselhoff was in there. Oh, that reminds me, they're making a film of Baywatch. There's a slick link in there, if ever there wasn't one. They're bringing it back and it's going to be about two overweight lifeguards, but apparently they're not using any of the original cast. That's a shame, isn't it? I'd have loved to have seen some of the original cast, uh, which will be good. Oh, the Ashes will begin with three anthems and two hymns. Three anthems and two hymns. Uh, because you're going to get the Welsh National Anthem, rather than God Save the Queen. Cricket Chiefs uh, chose Land of My Fathers, as they, as they feared that the mainly Welsh crowd wouldn't get behind the home team. Well, don't let them in, then. When you get people in there who are behind it. I used to love the people who used to chuck stuff out of car windows, you know, to plant things. So you go down the motorway and you get all these lovely plants. It's because people have chucked them out. There were people there who did it uh, very well. There's a lovely girl in the paper today, because they're starting a drive... We're in the government to cut down teen pregnancies. It's not worked at all. They've doubled. There's a girl here called Lucy Lannerly. By the time she reached the age of consent, by the time she'd reached the age of consent, she'd become pregnant four times. She comes from South Yorkshire. On each occasion, she had an abortion. So by the time she reached the age of consent, I think there's a name for girls like that, now 19, she became pregnant at 12... After a single encounter with a 15-year-old boy... Why is he not in prison? At 12 years old, she became pregnant by a 15-year-old boy. Why, why is he not in court? Why have we not read about this? Her last pregnancy was by her boyfriend, Jack, when a condom failed. She said, I don't regret having the terminations because I was too young to have a baby, but I do regret having sex when I wasn't mature enough to deal with it. She's had four abortions by the time she reached the age of consent. Dear God, there's, there's bad parenting, and then there's her... Dreadful, dreadful. Other stories inside the uh, paper today, very quickly. There's uh, a story about gypsies and travellers. Strange enough, the man who did One Man and His Dog did a feature in the Daily Mail the other day on what is the difference between gypsies and travellers. And he actually couldn't work out what the difference was. He said, but make no mistake, he said, all the travellers, because he comes from a travelling family, he said, and I live with travellers, he said, make no mistake, he said, one thing they've got is loads of money. And that's why you read a story today that they were each offered, gypsies and travellers, £60 each to attend a conference telling them how to see a doctor and send their children to school. It advised them how to find a GP, a dentist and a school for their children whilst moving between illegal sites. This was held at Epsom Downs Racecourse and the council paid £2,500. Food and drink for each person who attended cost £67. Tens of thousands of pounds. I think, actually, gypsies and travellers, people keep treating them as if they're daft or something. They know exactly what they're doing. They've generally got loads of money. Loads of money. They must do. They pay cash for everything. I don't think there's many credit cards floating around. Uh, Front page of the Daily Star, Michael Jackson's coffin and the uh, farewell yesterday with all the families. I say the big question now is, as these are now the richest children probably in the entire world, once all the money starts coming in and they pay off the debts, who's going to be looking after them? Where do they go? They're kind of in limbo, I'm afraid. Tears and laughter. Stevie Wonder uh, sung his uh, heart out 
but uh, went on a little bit too long. But it was the half-flood prints, the storms which didn't dampen the Harry Potter fans who were outside in Leicester Square yesterday. By God, they're a stoic lot, aren't they? We're back uh, tomorrow morning. Do not forget to go to lbc.co.uk, learn how to podcast. It'll be the best thing you ever did, and it's only as little as £2 a month. You've got about a minute and a half to get your final bids in for the bog-off. Buy one, get one free. Uh, also, if you go to lbc.co.uk, there's the, uh, the Michael Jackson <coughs> tribute excuse me, on there as well. Blimey, last few minutes. And uh, hopefully by tomorrow morning, we'll have the air conditioning back on again. It's all terribly exciting. OK, have yourself a very nice day. My advice, take the umbrella, avoid the Blackwall Tunnel at the moment, because it's an absolute nightmare. And don't forget to read the blog as well, OK, if you go and read the blog on lbc.co.uk. As I say, back tomorrow morning at five. I'm Steve Allen. Nick Ferrari is with you after the news, which is next, right here on LBC. A good friend of mine recently wanted to get an electrically operated